Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Sunday, January 21st. Happy World Religion Day, which if you're listening right now, chances are you nailed it. Unless this refers to the literal world religion, in which case I'm sorry I brought it up. What today ain't is, is organize your home day. That was yesterday. But that's cool, cause check it out. Originally, when I was struggling over this calendar gag, the Lord gave me something to pass on to y'all. What he said was, speaking of organizing your home, it is high time for all his children to get their houses in order. And when does he want us to do that? Like yesterday, he says. Which I gotta hand it to the Lord, that was pretty clever and funny. Don't know why I'm surprised, Lord's got a fantastic sense of humor. And what I'm getting at is, I don't think it'll shock anybody to learn that the US is a powder keg on the edge of a cliff, and the slightest spark could send it over. How's that for a mixed metaphor? And how everything decides to play out over the next, like, decade, give or take, I don't see how us pampered, overfed Westerners are gonna avoid genuine hardship, if not legit persecution. And, said the Lord, we need to get our spiritual houses in order right now, so as to be good soldiers for him and to limit what the beast can weaponize against you. So whatever your sins are, handle them. Ditch the idols and look to God. If you got family problems, reconcile. If you're adulterous, end it. If you're a liar, love the truth. If you're greedy, be content. Most of all, pray to hear God's voice. Cause I'm thinking he's gonna start handing down some flat out audacious assignments for too much longer, if he ain't already. And trust me, you don't wanna have one foot on the platform when that train pulls out the station. You know what I'm saying? Our reading for today is Genesis 42:18 through 43:34, Matthew 13:47 through 14:12, Psalm 18:16 through 36, and Proverbs 4:7 through 10. So if y'all are ready. You know, we Christians tend to get all whiny about being trapped down here under the beast system. But if we clean up our acts even a little bit, it'll be the beast that's scared of being trapped down here with us. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday, on the 20th in the Old Testament, we read Genesis 41.17 through 42.17. And when we left off, Pharaoh had just called Joseph in to interpret his dreams for him. So Pharaoh tells him the whole story, and Joe nails it. Joe's like, God just told you what he's got planned for Egypt. There's going to be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. So what you do is, farm the heck out of your land for the next seven years and store up as much food as you can. Then when the famine hits, you sell it to everybody and their brother, and save the whole region, and get rich too. And Pharaoh is impressed, with both Joseph and God and puts Joseph in charge of that project and all of Egypt too. He makes him second in command of everything and gives him a wife and renames him something that I can't really pronounce, (laughs) but it means a revealer of secrets or the man to whom secrets are revealed. And Joseph was 30 years old, which means this was 13 years after he had his dreams in the first place. So he stores up food for seven years, during which time he has two sons, Manasseh, For God said he hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And Manasseh means forgetting. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And Ephraim means fruitful. And then the famine hits just like he said. And people came from all over to buy food. Meanwhile, in chapter 42, back in the land of Canaan, 
Jacob and the boys were not immune to the famine. So Jacob sent all his sons, except for Benjamin the youngest, to Egypt for food, because that's where the food was. And when they get there, Joseph recognizes them, but they don't recognize him. And they wouldn't. He was grown up and in charge and probably all done up like Egyptian royalty with a shaved head and eye makeup, maybe some tattoos and piercings because the Egyptians did that. So Joe concocts this plan, partially to get the whole family to come to Egypt with him and partially to maybe get a little revenge on his brothers. And he puts some bass in his voice and accuses them of being spies. And they're like, no, we're just regular dudes. We're brothers from Canaan. There's 12 of us, except one is back with our father and another one's dead. And Joe's like, prove it. Send one of you back to get your other brother, and the rest of you stay here. And he put him in jail for three days, I guess to give him a chance to think about it. But that's where we stopped reading. So Joseph is being wise, but harmless. I mean, he had to find out about his father and his little brother. And he certainly didn't trust his brothers to tell him the truth. The dreams God gave him were coming true. And he had to test his brothers before revealing himself to them. And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 13, 24 through 46. And when we left off, Jesus was spitting bars, laying down some wisdom in the form of parables. When we pick up, he gives the parable of the tares. And tares are weeds that look like wheat, but they're not wheat. They have no value, but it's hard to tell the difference. And they rob the nutrients from your wheat crop if they get all in your field. And in the story, this farmer's enemy sowed tares all in his wheat field just to be a jerk, I guess. And the idea is the wheat is the kingdom of heaven, the enemy is Satan, and the tares are like wolves in sheep's clothing that pretend to be Christians but cause damage. So the farmer says, let them be for now, but at the harvest time, we'll separate them out and burn the tares. And this one kind of goes with the ones from yesterday in that they're about the unfruitful hearers of the word. Then he gives the parable of the mustard seed, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. It's not, though. Mustard is not a tree. It's an herb. It's just a little bush that no bird would ever nest in. But it makes more sense when you realize the point is his kingdom arises from small beginnings, and that birds are used symbolically of evil spirits and demons and such, how he calls Satan the prince of the power of the air. So this one is similar to the parable of the tares we just read. In verse 33, another parable spake he unto them, the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. And leaven is usually symbolic of sin, hidden sin in this case, in three measures of meal, which is a trinity, if you will. And Jesus uses leaven to represent the hypocritical doctrine of the Pharisees, the religious mindset instead of the faithful mindset. So we have several parables all in the same theme warning about the false doctrine and teaching that's going to infiltrate the kingdom of God, specifically from the Pharisees, who just a few minutes ago he made mad for healing people on the Sabbath and are now plotting to kill him, and whose whole thing was rejection of the Messiah. And that is some impressive writing. says, All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them. Then he sent the multitude away and went into somebody's house. I don't know whose. And his disciples came to him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. So he explains it and gives them two more parables. He says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all he hath, and buyeth the field. He's saying, If you can figure out my parables and really see what it is I'm trying to tell you, 
you should drop everything and devote yourself to my message. Then he tells another parable similar to that one, in which the treasure is a pearl. Problem here is, though, pearls come from oysters, which means they're not kosher, which the squaw says has to do with the kingdom being available to the Gentiles. But that's where we stopped. So we have Jesus preaching the kingdom of heaven and liking it to a field with good seed and tares, a grain of mustard seed sown and leaven. And what these parables have in common is the kingdom of heaven is good. The bad is removed in time. It's fruitful. Size doesn't matter. And it's pervasive, permeates the whole with good fruit. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 18, 1 through 15. And that's basically a straight up praise psalm that David wrote after he was delivered from Saul. So who was Saul? Well, we'll get to that. And I'm tempted to read this whole thing again, but I won't. I would have liked to have heard this song with the original music, though. That would have been something. Yeah, you know, when God sets us free from something, we could write our own psalm with thanksgiving, praise, and glory to God. Memorialize in our heart what he has done for us so we don't forget. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 4, 1 through 6. And that's a new chapter, so it's a new thought. And he's still entreating his son to listen to wisdom and not to be stupid. But he says he's about to repeat something his father David told him when he was little. And what was that? Well, I'll read it to you in a minute. (laughs) And I'm going to read verse 6 in the Amplified Version. Do not turn away from her, from wisdom, and she will guard and protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. That goes for all of us. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for January 21st is Genesis 42:18 through 43:34. And Joseph said unto them the third day, This do and live, for I fear God. If ye be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison. Go ye, carry corn for the famine of your houses, but bring your youngest brother unto me. So shall your words be verified, and ye shall not die. And they did so. And they said one to another, We are verily guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear? Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by an interpreter. And he turned himself about from them, and wept, and returned to them again, and communed with them and took from them Simeon, and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn, and to restore every man's money into his sack, and to give them provision for the way. And thus did he unto them. And they laded their asses with the corn, and departed thence. And as one of them opened his sack to give his ass provender in the inn, he espied his money. For behold, it was in his sack's mouth. And he said unto his brethren, My money is restored, and lo, it is even in my sack. And their heart failed them, and they were afraid, saying one to another, What is this that God hath done unto us? And they came unto Jacob their father unto the land of Canaan, and told him all that befell unto them, saying, The man who is the Lord of the land spake roughly to us, and took us for spies of the country. And we said unto him, We are true men, we are no spies. We be twelve brethren, sons of our father. One is not, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. And the man, the lord of the country, said unto us, Hereby shall I know that ye are true men. Leave one of your brethren here with me, and take food for the famine of your households, and be gone. 
and bring your youngest brother unto me. Then shall I know that ye are no spies, but that ye are true men. So will I deliver you your brother, and ye shall traffic in the land. And it came to pass, as they emptied their sacks, that, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when both they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob their father said unto them, Me have ye bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. And Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons, if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will bring him to thee again. And he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is left alone. If mischief befall him by the way in the which ye go, then shall ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. Chapter 43 And the famine was sore in the land, and it came to pass when they had eaten up the corn which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said unto them, Go again, buy us a little food. And Judah spake unto him, saying, The man did solemnly protest unto us, saying, Ye shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. If thou wilt send our brother with us, we will go down and buy thee food. But if thou wilt not send him, we will not go down. For the man said unto us, Ye shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. And Israel said, Wherefore dealt ye so ill with me, as to tell the man whether ye had yet a brother? And they said, The man asked us straightly of our state and of our kindred, saying, Is your father yet alive? Have ye another brother? And we told him according to the tenor of these words. Could we certainly know that he would say, Bring your brother down? And Judah said unto Israel his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and thou, and also our little ones. I will be surety for him. Of my hand shalt thou require him, if I bring him not unto thee, and set him before thee, then let me bear the blame for ever. For except we had lingered, surely now we had returned this second time. And their father Israel said unto them, If it must be so now, do this. Take of the best fruits in the land in your vessels, and carry down the man a present, a little balm and a little honey, spices and myrrh, nuts and almonds, and take double money in your hand. And the money that was brought again in the mouth of your sacks, carry it again in your hand. Peradventure it was an oversight. Take also your brother, and arise, go again unto the man. And God Almighty give you mercy before the man, that he may send away your other brother and Benjamin. If I be bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. And the men took that present, and they took double money in their hand, and Benjamin, and rose up and went down to Egypt, and stood before Joseph. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the ruler of his house, Bring these men home, and slay, and make ready, for these men shall dine with me at noon. And the man did as Joseph bade, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. And the men were afraid, because they were brought into Joseph's house. And they said, Because of the money that was returned in our sacks at the first time are we brought in, that he may seek occasion against us, and fall upon us, and take us for bondmen and our asses. And they came near to the steward of Joseph's house, and they communed with him at the door of the house, and said, O sir, we came indeed down at the first time to buy food. And it came to pass, when we came to the inn, that we opened our sacks, and behold, every man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight, and we have brought it again in our hand, and other money have we brought down in our hands to buy food. We cannot tell who put our money in our sacks. And he said, Peace be to you, fear not, your God and the God of your father hath given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. And he brought Simeon out unto them, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house, and gave them water, and they washed their feet, and he gave their asses provender. And they made ready the present against Joseph came at noon. 
for they heard that they should eat bread there. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house, and bowed themselves to him to the earth. And he asked them of their welfare, and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom ye spake? Is he yet alive? And they answered, Thy servant our father is in good health, he is yet alive. And they bowed down their heads and made obeisance. And he lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother, of whom ye spake unto me? And he said, God be gracious unto thee, my son. And Joseph made haste, for his bowels did yearn upon his brother. And he sought where to weep. And he entered into his chamber and wept there. And he washed his face and went out, and refrained himself, and said, Set on thy bread. And they set on for him by himself, and for them by themselves, and for the Egyptians which did eat with him by themselves, because the Egyptians might not eat bread with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination unto the Egyptians. And they sat before him the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men marveled one at another. And he took and sent messes unto them from before him. But Benjamin's mess was five times so much as any of theirs. And they drank and were merry with him. Our reading in the New Testament for January 21st is Matthew 13:47 through 14:12. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into the vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yea, Lord. Then said he unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished, and said, Whence hast this man this wisdom, and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brethren James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? and they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Chapter 14 At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus, and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist, he is risen from the dead. And therefore mighty works do shew forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John, and bound him, and put him in prison for Herodias' sake his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod, whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, for the oath's sake, and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it, and went and told Jesus. Our reading in Psalms for January 21st is Psalm 18, 16-36. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them which hated me for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. 
He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt shew thyself merciful. With an upright man wilt thou shew thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt shew thyself pure. And with the froward thou wilt shew thyself froward. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but will bring down high looks. For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength, and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. And our reading in Proverbs for January 21st is Proverbs 4, 7-10. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Okay, that has got it for the 21st. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Romans 12:12, which says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on where your hope resides. Because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, many of your children feel there is a crisis on the rise in America. So many forces and entities hostile to the Logos are organizing against your name. But we know, Father, that our hope does not reside in the world or the beast that runs it. Your children rejoice in the hope that is in you and your promise. Therefore, we can be patient in enduring tribulation and constant in making our every word a prayer. Thank you, Lord, that this world is not our home, that a far better one awaits. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yallin' I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody that's listening and let this podcast be helpful to them somehow. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like Bible Y'all and you want to support it, what I really need is for y'all to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. Because when the devil can't get us, he goes after them. If you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make the world any better, just try to refrain from making it worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. Go ye.
And it came to pass. And it came. I cannot believe they're shooting off fireworks on the 20th of January.